Welcome to The Flight Deck, a leading-edge podcast. I'm First Officer Dewey Duhadway, your host for this episode. I'm here with Captain Fred Green and Captain Drew Monarsic. Welcome to you both. Fred, do you mind giving us a short introduction on what you fly here at United and your history of volunteering with ALPA? Sure, Dewey. I'm Fred Green. I'm a Los Angeles-based 737 captain. I've been working with the RNI committee for a number of years, and I've been the chair of the committee for the last 12 years. Great. Thanks. And Drew? Sure. Thanks, Dewey. Uh, my name is Drew Monarsic. I am currently the MEC treasurer, but prior to being elected to that position, I was on the RNI committee for about 12 years. Excellent. And you've both been working with the negotiating committee regarding a number of issues in the retirement and insurance space. In today's episode, we're going to discuss something that's new in the UPA 23 called the extended sick bank, not to be confused with any other terminology like a EUB or emergencies or usage or anything. If I got the terminology correct, it's it's called the extended sick bank. And uh, so I guess I'll just like to turn it over to you, Fred, if you can kind of give us an overview of what this new thing is, understanding that our pilot group may or may not be very familiar with it. Yeah, sure, uh, Dewey. You know, the extended sick bank was created, I think, to answer a, or try to solve a few different problems. One is making sure pilots get paid when they have a medical issue. Second one is to fill the waiting period in case they have a serious medical condition. Maybe the third was to increase their LTD benefit, maybe at least for the first year. And the you know last one is to maybe shorten the waiting period if uh, a pilot has multiple um, disabling events in a short period of time. So I think we're going to try to you know describe what the bank is and uh, all those different scenarios. So I think starting off with your accrual, Drew, you know one thing is that uh, you might want to address is you know how much a pilot's going to get at data signing, and then also how that's going to grow over time. Sure thing. So every pilot at data signing will receive 120 hours into the bank. Any new hire will also get 120 hours when they come on with the company. After that, four hours per month will be going into the ESB, uh, which will then cap out at 180 hours. Uh, There's a lifetime cap of 540 hours, uh, but at any one time, you can't have uh, more than 180 hours in the bank. So so if I'm a pilot, then you know, basically, you know, 15 months after data signing, I'm up at 180 hours, and then I have a, a serious medical condition, let's say I have a heart attack, and I end up using that entire bank over when I'm on LTD, maybe for a couple of years, and I come back to work, you're saying that the bank will now back go accrue again to 180 hours over time? That's correct, at four hours per month. But you would be starting at zero when you came back if you had exhausted the bank on LTD. I see. So so if uh, I'm unlucky enough that I have another, let's say, a cancer sometime down the road and I used up a, got up to 180 hours again, use it all, I get to another trip to 180 hours to get me the full 540. Is that how it work? That's correct. So what if I don't have like three large disabling events. What happens if I have no sick leave and I have the flu multiple times or if I sprain my ankle? Can we use it for multiple times or is it only for three instances? You can use it for multiple times. It's it's really the three instances we look at as maybe three full round trips through the program. But if you had the flu, for example, and you didn't have any sick time and you had a 25-hour trip, you would get paid 10 hours of ESB um, if you provided the sufficient medical justification. The reason for that is there's a 15-hour unpaid period uh, at at the beginning of any usage of the ESB. Excellent. Yeah. So I think when I think about it, and we talked about it before we got on the podcast, that you know maybe there's four different scenarios. That was sort of one of them. One is like, hey, 
I have no sick leave and I have, you know, my 180-hour ESB and all of a sudden I've got the flu and it's a 25-hour trip. So just remind me, so I can just use the ESB for that scenario and do I have to prove some documentation or how's that going to play out? Yeah, so you could use in that scenario for the 25-hour trip, the 15-hour unpaid period, you'd get paid 10 hours of ESB. But to access that, you need to provide a sufficient medical justification. And so that's really a note from your medical provider that says the uh, what the condition is and your expected uh, time that you'll be off. I see. So that scenario gave me a 25-hour trip. What if you know after that trip, like a couple of days later, it's a 10-hour trip? Um, could I keep, continue to use the ESB for that if my medical doctor's note or my provider's note stated the duration was like for a week or 10 days. Yeah. So if you had a follow-up trip, say you had another 15-hour trip after that, you would continue to be able to use the uh, 15 hours of ESP as long as you were still ill with that condition. So that 15-hour waiting period, if we call it that, or unpaid status, that only hap- does that happen every time you try to use the ESP? It does, ha- it does apply to every time you try to use the ESB, but in the scenario we just gave, that was a continuous uh, ESB usage. But if you use the ESB one month and then you were fine, came back to work, and then you needed to use it again the next month or a couple months later, you would need to uh, undergo another 15-hour unpaid period. Great. So like, I guess that's the one you know, scenario I look at when we talk about the ESB, that it's really to help the pilot who has no sick leave but has a medical you know, illness and wants to get paid for dropping a trip or a couple of trips. I mean, that's, that's a fair statement. So you know, the second one I think about is filling the waiting period. So this is a pilot who maybe has less than maybe 180 hours, maybe no sick time in their normal bank. And this pilot has, let's say, a heart attack and now is out for you know maybe a couple of years. How, how is that ESB gonna fill the waiting period then for that pilot? So not dissimilar from the shorter duration uh, that we just described, this pilot would have a, if they exhausted their sick leave, then they would have a 15-hour unpaid period, and then they could utilize the ESB to fill in the 60-day LTD waiting period so that they didn't have an unpaid uh, period of time prior to going on to LTD. I see. So this is basically going to make sure that if the pilot has the ESB, they can get paid during that waiting period for that serious medical condition even if their normal sick balance was zero, let's say, right? Now, now, what about the pilot who goes on to LTD with a serious illness but um, has, you know, enough sick time to fill the waiting period? So let's say this pilot's got 200 hours of normal sick leave and the pilot's going to be out for a couple of years for this heart condition. How is this ESB going to be accessed? Maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Sure, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll assume this pilot also has 180 hours of, of ESB in this case. So the pilot would use uh, regular sick time to fill in the waiting period and then would go on to uh, LTD benefits. Well, along with the LTD benefits, you can use this plus-up feature of the ESB, which will add 15 hours of pay uh, each month uh, to add on to an additional benefit for the pilot. Those 15 hours are taxable, uh, but they will be uh, an additional benefit. And it's kind of to mirror uh, some of our peers who have um, some mutual aid products type things that add on benefits on top of LTD. I see. So this is not going to be an offset. You're going to get your 42.75 hours of tax-free LTD up to the cap. Then this would be another 15 hours of taxable pay on top of that? 
That's correct. And in this scenario with 180 hours, that pilot's going to get a full year of 15 hour uh, plus up per month. Okay. So this is really made to ease that transition where it's going to be a financial hit um, going on LTD to make it a little less painful for that first year if you have normal sick time that can bridge the waiting period. That's correct. Great, great. You know, the last one um, is a little more complicated to talk about, and that is reducing the waiting period. So in that scenario, you know, if you have a full 180 hours in your ESB, remember that's the cap, right? So what happens if you're at that limit every month you get this, you know, LTD access credit? Maybe you could just speak to that just a little bit. Yeah. So uh, with the cap of 180, um, you know, there's a concern that say you need to use all that 180. You come back to work and then you have some other disabling event. You know, some of these things are out of our control. So while these pilots are at 180 hours of accrual, they're going to accrue these LTD access credits. And what this function is, is in case you were to be in that odd scenario, we think it's very limited, um, where you went on, used your whole ESB, came back and had very little um, that you'd had accrued, this accrual that happened at 180 hours is going to help reduce your waiting period. So um, even if there is a financial hit where you're potentially not paid for a period of time because you don't have sick, you haven't accrued sick or ESB, you will have a shorter time before you go on LTD. I see. So, I mean, if you have an LTD, you know, this weird scenario where you go on LTD, come back to work, and then go back out on LTD, I mean, if you're out back on LTD for the second time for the same condition, there is this two-year no-waiting period for that same condition. So what we're talking about is a different condition that happens somewhat quickly where you don't have enough time to build up your sick bank. And that's what we're talking about? Yeah, that's correct. Right. So like from a just big picture standpoint, if you build your um, LTD access credits, you're, for, you're at 180 hours, and let's say you go two years of just not getting that four-hour credit because you're just already at the max, right? That would equate to what, roughly, I think it's uh, 30 days of waiting period. That's all you would have to do instead of 60? That's correct. So if you went four years of not having to use that ESP and it's maxed out at 180 hours, basically you would remove your waiting period in that scenario, right? That's correct. So, And we wanted to help solve for that issue of people having uh, a period of time where they might be unpaid. And these people have been... Um, you know, not using their ESB, so they were able to accrue these ex extra credits um, to be able to reduce that waiting period. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, that that credit is 1.33, you know, days reduction. And we could go through the math, but I think for this podcast, we were just kind of keep it high level. And you can see some examples in the contract that will make it a little more clearer with different numerical scenarios that uh, hopefully may be a little bit easier to understand than listening to you and me chat about them. No, that's helpful. I know that um, based on some statistics I've been made aware of that most of our pilot group is going through the year and actually building to their building on top of their sick leave balance. Most pilots aren't trending negatively, but I think that you need somewhere in the vicinity of 250 sick hours or so under our current contract in order to get from where we are to our current, I think it's a 90-day a waiting period to get to LTD, and I think something like 70% of pilots don't have that level of sick leave. So it matters a lot that there is something that uh, pilots in those scenarios might uh, be interested in. How would I how would I cover that? In another podcast, we talked about LTD changes to the waiting period and things like that. So I think the extended sick bank is a significant 
new feature that we that you've talked about. I appreciate that. The one, I guess, side question about the whole thing, can you address accruing either regular sick time or uh, the, these LTD credits in different scenarios? When does um, when do people stop accruing regular sick and, and this the ESB, once you're on LTD, everything stops? Or can you touch on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, so remember, there's two different sick banks now. One is your normal sick bank where you get six hours of uh, accrual each month that you're an active pilot. If you go on LTD, then that accrual stops. Uh, same thing with the ESB. As long as you're an active pilot, you're going to accrue that four hours. However, in this scenario, you only accrue up to the 180 hours. And then once you get to 180 hours, then that LTD access credit bank will start kicking in. That's that 1.33 per day, right? So I think, right, I think you're right, Dewey. I think when we looked at trying to mitigate the burden of getting on LTD, it was a two-prong attack, right? One prong is reducing the waiting period. The second prong is this extended sick bank to really try to help pilots not have any financial issues transitioning from active pilot to being on LTD. Okay, no, that's very helpful. And clearly there's a lot more to sick leave in general that we're going to address in another podcast, so we're not going to get into that here today. But it does. It also sounds to me as if there is still a reason to keep a healthy sick bank in place. In other words, if I in the scenario I think you talked about, if, if you had that heart issue of some variety, but you had enough regular sick leave to carry you through the time till you got on LTD, there is some benefit in that scenario. So in other words, we're not, doesn't seem to be the type of thing where, well, there's this extended sick bank, so maybe I don't really need much regular sick leave anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. The plus up is, I think, what you're driving at. And the plus up feature was something uh, we wanted to help ensure that there was a period of time where, as you're potentially making a a short trip through LTD, um, maybe you're going to get closer to what, you know, your regular pay is. Uh, or if you're, you know, going to be on LTD for a long period of time, it's a period of maybe up to a year where you can transition financially. You know, maybe if you need to downsize or do whatever you need to do to help um, ensure you're set up financially um, for your long LTD claim. Oh, that's great. No, I really appreciate the time for you both. Is there anything else that you feel we need to add and share with the pilot group for? what we talked about today. I don't think so. Thanks, Dewey. Yeah, I think we covered it. Okay. Thank you again. And thanks for joining us on The Flight Deck, a Leading Edge podcast. You can help us out by sharing these podcasts with other United pilots and by leaving a review. Look for more of these podcasts in the near future. We'll see you next time.